People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. I'm Cheryl, your certified relationship coach and the host here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl, where every week we have intimate conversations together about life, love, and lust. And what does that all mean to you? And, you know, I was even wondering, how does that really even resonate with you? Like, where do you put life, love, and lust in order? Is life the most important? Is lust the most important to you? Is love the most important to you? I often wonder that because sometimes people go, oh, I, I just love being in love or, you know, I, I like my life with my person and or I like my life the way it is or I'm just, you know, totally gaga for this other person. So, just throwing it out there. Like, what does that really mean to you? So, this show is all about you settling down and also getting involved, remember, on Facebook, on Twitter, or on Instagram, answering my website, CherylBesner.com, you can reach out to me, ask me questions, share some of your thoughts. Every week, I ask questions about the topic of the week and other things, and I love to get your responses and feel how you're feeling about things because that's how we all learn from each other and it's community and um, you never know what somebody else has to say that might inspire you. So please reach out and also you can also call me 844-744-SOLO is my 24-7, well I call it the love line so you can reach out to me then. So as I said, you can also ask me questions and I'm going to ask some a question that somebody wrote in and I chose it well I usually try and choose things that also have to do with the topic can today the topic of conversation is swapping because I'm going to have the author Lauren Wise on the show who wrote swap club and swap club year two is coming out or it is out and three is coming out so she's going to be talking about her book and what swapping is all about And I'm going to share other things about different types of relationships throughout the show with you. So this question, let's get back to it. Let's get back to you. Dear Cheryl, my husband has been asking me for years if I would do a threesome just once as a gift. I would do anything for him, but I don't like the idea of sharing and I'm afraid of the outcome. It's our 20th year coming up and I think I should concede and don't want, because I don't want to lose him. What do I do? Well, um, I'm going to throw this out very shortly when Philip comes on, because as you know, the wise whispers is coming up in a couple seconds. But I'm going to say right now, communication is everything in this. And the first person you're going to communicate with is yourself. I beg you to ask yourself a certain amount of questions, like why would you do something that's so against your values for somebody else? Have you ever thought about it yourself and just put it out of your mind? Because sometimes we do have these fantasies. What are you afraid of? Do you really think that you're going to lose your husband for possibly a one-time experience? Because then I think you have a lot of other things to you know, communicate on. But I'm not telling you you should or you shouldn't do it. That's a decision that you and your husband are going to make together. But I don't 
believe anybody should give up something that is so deeply rooted in our own value system for someone else. But I also think it's something to ask him why it's so important to him. What is he looking for? And I don't know whether you've asked these, convers- these questions in, in a non-judgmental way, but in a very loving way. What would be the benefit for the couple in this? What would be your benefit? What would be his benefit? And what could be the negative outcomes? That's what communication is about. Not just, I don't want to do it, he wants to do it. You know, it's, it's, to me, it's too erotic or, or it's, you know, against my principles. No, no, have these conversations. And first and foremost, have this conversation with yourself. Ask yourself the important questions first, then go to him, and then have a conversation about it. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show, but I want to right now throw it out there to our doctor from Down Under as we get into our segment, Wise Whispers from Down Under, with our very own Dr. Philip Philip Morphew, the author of Soulful Reflections. So, Philip, I know you're just like chomping, wanting to get in on this one. (laughs) Welcome back to Wise Whispers from Down Under. Well, that's a heck of a topic, Cheryl. And it's, um, it, it can be a little bit of a minefield. And just listening to um, you there as you, you were starting to explain it and that question with, with our listener, um, my input on it is, again, very similar to yours. You need to listen to yourself. You've got to ask yourself, you know, is this something that I desire to do? And again, what is the risk and the risk, the risk that's going on? Now, um, quite often a partner or a partnership, and this one, this one really got me, it was after 20 years. Right. You want to, about 20 years. Well, she, to, says, she says that he's been asking her, well, she didn't say, she says for years he's been asking. Oh, years, so she's thinking that because it's their 20th, she's thinking of giving in. We're not talking about buying them a pair of slippers. No, or no, no, no. <laughs> going to a deep, vulnerable place. Very and, vulnerable. And it sounds, it sounds to me that um, maybe they need a little bit of spice in another area. It, it, you know, could there be boredom setting in? Could there be curiosity? Could this be an unfulfilled fantasy? Now, from working with people for, for many decades with all sorts of issues, one of the things that has come up is when people have fantasies and they actually create a reality around that fantasy, a lot of people, it just is, is, it, it is beyond the realm of what they're expecting. Sometimes when the fantasy becomes a reality, all of a sudden it's like the rubber hits the road, so to speak, and it's like, oh, my God, I, I, I didn't expect the reality to be like that. Right. And the shock that then comes back. And again, like you said, it's, it comes down to communications. And, and if one person's pushing... You know, is the other one fearful if they don't give in, they're going to lose their relationship or their partner's going to want to go off with someone else? Or if they're in that situation where they're, where they're experiencing a threesome or a swap situation or going to some sort of swap club, whether they're going to find someone else more attractive or their partner more attractive or more responsive. I guess another angle to look at is maybe it also... Creates a thing where people have got to up their game. 
So that's where I wanted to get to is because I, and I've seen this time and time again where you have um, a couple, heterosexual or not, it doesn't really matter, where we'll be talking about their sex lives. And, or, and they're, I'm gonna, not even going to just say sex lives. I'm going to say their romantic life, you know, their yes. love life. And what happens is they have, you know, what, what well, some people would call a vanilla, you know, very basic. Um, type of very, very, very simplistic lovemaking routine. And then usually happens when they get into bed at night and, and they, you get into these routines and they're not really experiencing, they're not really having fun. And I've always said to people who said to me, well, what do you expect after 20 years? I'm like, actually, no, I think after 20 years, you should be so intimate with that other person that you're willing to explore and do everything together, you know, and, and because you have this trust, this bond, you know, you wouldn't necessarily let somebody go and, well, you could and let somebody, you know, tie you up on, on a third date because you don't necessarily know where that's going. But as, as couples mature and they love and you trust what, when you experience these things, you, you, you know that you're in a safe zone. This is the time to explore. So, I often find that people, what they haven't done, and they think that bringing a third person in or going out into, you know, a swapping experience is the way to go, except they haven't explored all the different sensual parts of their own couple yet. And for instance, in a case like this, where this woman is thinking about having this, this third party come in in, in accordance with her husband's wishes as a gift, my question would be is, well, have you ever been somebody else in the bedroom yourself? You know, do you, do you explore that and, and get dressed up as, you know, uh, a dark haired, you know, French woman, um, you know, wearing sunglasses and fishnets versus if you're a beautiful blonde, um, you know, pushing, pushing the boundaries into push the boundaries. I mean, even on the even on the episode, one of the episodes of Modern Family, Claire and Phil, their anniversary was they took on different personas. Mm-hmm. You know, they pretended to pick each other up at a bar. Yeah, and then they have the hotel and have the hotel room booked, and off they go. But it's it's those sort of things is explore those inner fantasies or explore you know even take on a different persona because I think the risk for some people is one person's going to want it more than the other. The, right. the, and again, the other person, you know, it's if they haven't allowed themselves, and this is the thing, allow yourself to enjoy it because vanilla relationships, vanilla sex, you know, basic missionary sex, after the time is like, hey, honey, have you finished? Are you there yet, honey? Versus you should know. You right. should know their partner. Every in, in, intimate space of their partner, you should, their little buttons to get them and then try and find other ones. Right. You know? Expand it, expand it, expand it, and then see what happens. But I think the uh, the song should be very much a, a, a mutually discussed situation. Very much discussed. And and here's another thing. And <laughs> interesting enough, I, I've I've been in this position before where I position. Um, I was talking with somebody. <laughs> Not personally, have I been in this position? But one of the things is okay. Great. So, and, and, and it worked beautifully for this woman because she was feeling pressured by her husband. It's a few years ago that I had a client who came to me with this. And I said, so ask your husband, is the person a male? Mm-hmm. 
Mm. I, I know you want a threesome. Could it be a male? And his reaction was like, uh, yeah, no. And she was like, well, I'm not asking you to have sex with him. I'm asking, is it okay for the third person to be male? And I have sex with him because that's what you're asking. And he was like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. And she said, so when you ask me again, think about how you just felt. And then see if she's the one to ask me that question. Well, it, it's Cheryl, and this is this is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's the same thing that uh, you know when a lot of males say, "I would like to try right rear end anal sex," right? For example, yeah, and, nothing wrong with and, it. And here's the thing: the advice I give a lot of my patients when their partner says they tell me their partner's been pestering them for that, I said, "Get a carrot." Oil it up and say, honey, you first, and if you like it, I'm happy to give it a go. And there you have it. Wise words from down under from Dr. Phil. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Phil, for that. Stay with us, everybody. We have Lauren Wise joining us, the author of Swap Club. And also, don't forget, there's a lot going on on this show. Stay around for my labor of love and my intimate words with you at the end of the show. And at the very end of the show, you can be part of the contest that the Sexy Lifestyle Network is running from our sponsors. So you don't want to miss a minute of the show because it's going to be a biggie today. And we're going to find out that size doesn't necessarily matter here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet-and-greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, and next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977, or visit lifestylecruising.com. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. Hey, everybody. We are back on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And uh, today, well, we're going to have a really interesting conversation, as I was telling you. This is an author. She is a woman from Montreal who was always a very creative and always had a dream-like philosophy. She's actually a self-proclaimed dreamer, and she wrote not one, but two books and is about to launch even a third one under the premise the first book was called Swap Club. Welcome to the show, Lauren Wise. Hey, Lauren. Thank you for having me. 
Hi. Hi. So great, great, well, first of all, great title. Love the book, actually. I've read the first one. I haven't had the opportunity to read the second one yet. Um, but first of all, I guess it's, where did this come from? You're a, a nice Jewish girl from Montreal with a couple kids, and uh, I don't think you're part of a swap club, right? Right. Um, I would like to take you know full credit and say this was from my imagination. Um, but it was inspired by rumors circulating in Montreal for, for decades. Um, my mom, who is uh, going to be 69 in uh, February, uh, told me that, that kind of has a funny, my... funny time and funny number that you're throwing out there. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> Very serendipitously. I, <laughs> Sorry. I you caught on to that and I didn't. <laughs> But yeah, there's been rumors circula circulating around Montreal about um, swapping and swinging, and, and they were um, more about key parties where people would put their car keys in a bowl, and at the end of the party, people would choose um, someone's key and go home with them. Um, and uh, I mean, even there was a movie in the 90s called The Ice Storm that um, with, uh, I think it was Elijah Wood. Um, you know, same topic. And I always had a, I, I always knew that there was like a story there, but um, I didn't want to write something as simple as people going to a party and, and uh, swinging. I wanted it to be a little bit more um, structured and there would be a little bit more of a elite. Um, I don't know. I, I, I wanted to create a club and uh, I gave it a, a few rights and, and it wasn't really working. Originally, I thought maybe a screenplay, um, and it wasn't working like that. And it was actually my first time writing uh, in this way. And it was my first time trying to write a book. And, and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's how it all started. And there, there, I, I've heard so many rumors over the years, as you said, and, and people describing these key clubs. Yeah, nobody ever actually admits to being part of one, um, right. which, which is very interesting. Now, you did mention the difference between swing and swap because they happen to be a little different. Do you want to kind of go into that? Um, I, the truth is I'm not a... Uh, a professional in the in the topic I, I I I feel like I disappoint people when I say that I, I really I, I'm my background is writing and um, I was a comedy writer um, before I wrote this and I wanted to write something that was funny but also sexy um, from what I understand swinging and swapping are quite similar in that you're you're having consensual sex with um, someone else's partner um, and uh, each couple has their own set of rules and uh, limits and boundaries that they've agreed upon when they you know go out and look for other partners to swing and swap with um, but I don't I don't know that there is a big difference between the two other than you know no I don't think there is I think if there is, you should tell me. I yeah, well, I, I, from what I understand and from the research that I've done mm -hmm. over the years, and I've, I've talked to many people, and as a matter of fact, you know, the people who created the, life, the, the Sexy Lifestyle Network and have a show on this network called the Sexy Lifestyle Network and mm -hmm. Sexy Lifestyle are swingers themselves. But from what I understand, the difference with Swap Club is that it was re really 
done as an organized group of people who do it only amongst themselves. Maybe they might be, you know, individual swingers on their own outside of it, but the club really stays within, you know, the four couples, the six couples, the eight couples, and they stay amongst themselves like a pact. So that's that's what was explained to me, and that's the word club. So you have to be invited into it, and, and, and the club is formed, and it stays within that, and you don't venture outside that club. Whereas swing, you know, it is very much that, you know, there are swinger cruises and there's swinger vacations and, and there's just swingers, meaning they go out and they meet other people and, you know, they even have apps right now for swingers, just like you have Tinder and, and Match.com, they have it for swingers too. So, and if anybody's interested, go online, put in swingers apps and you'll find out a few and then you can test out different ones for anybody who's interested. So what do you... easier. Ah, yeah, everything, everything's getting easier yet at the same time. <laughs> well, not if you want to swap, <laughs> unless, right. they, no, unless they do home service. Any, like to find, you know, just courting at first and then finding your date. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah. so here's the interesting thing that I wanted to talk about, you know, your book and, and, and its popularity, and, you know, there have been other erotic books written. What do you think is the underlying current that brings people to read erotic novels? Is it the fantasy? Is it the sex? Is it the romance? Is it boredom? What do you think? I think readers pick up a book as an escape. I think that's the, the, the first thing. Um, my genre you know, happens to be romance, eroticism. So I guess someone who's picking up my book is looking for that kind of um, fantasy, um, take me out of my mom brain for an hour. Uh, I think it's an escape. I I really think that if um, people are feeling pent up in in their relationships, in their life, if they're leading very rigid um, lifestyles, um, I I think my book has, uh, you know, opened their eyes to, you know, a different kind of lifestyle. Having said that, um, I do think the reason why the book is as popular as it is, is not just for the sex. I think it's the sex that's selling it and it's getting it off the bookshelves. But I think what's keeping people coming back to it is that um, it's relatable in that the main character is someone who's just not happy. And uh, it's her journey and it's her you know, doing what she needs to do um, with her husband in their marriage to keep them together and to, to, to really make herself happy. And I think people are relating to the underlying um, topic, which is, you know, what makes me happy? And if I'm not happy, am I willing to um, turn my life upside down uh, in order to achieve my happiness? And I think that's what's resonating with people. What about with men? How's it resonating with the men? And and is this book, the way it's written, as you said, you know, the main character is a female and she basically has to lead her husband into this desire of hers. And he was a little bit, well, reluctant, um, reluctant would be the word, <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as a lot of right. people might be, and whether it's the male or female, somebody introduces this into your lifestyle and it can throw the other person who's, you know, a, a monogam- monogamous person uh, through a loop. So right. how do you think the men are, are dealing with this? 
Um, so it's been it's been two years since the first book came out, and the reactions I get from men vary from "thank you for giving me insight into the mind of a woman" um, to you could substitute Val, the main character, for any man, and and when it comes down to it, when we go back to the theme of happiness, um, they relate to it the same. And there's other people that are just like, uh, your book is funny. It makes me laugh. And uh, I look over at my wife in bed reading a book and she's giggling to herself and I can't help but ask her what's, what is she laughing at? And because there's such a raw kind of honest inner monologue that um, it's uh, written, first pers- written in first person, um, I, I don't kind of sugarcoat stuff. Um, it's really my style of writing that I think um, the men are relating to also, which is not this kind of pretty, everything's wrapped up in a night, neat bow. Um, you know, women, women, you know, have real feelings and feel, you know, certain ways about themselves in the morning when they wake up. And um, it's kind of a, uh, a window into a, women, into a woman's uh, mind for a lot of men. So did your husband, for instance, when this came out, did he have to answer a lot of questions like, okay, really, is there like your wife's not happy or is this something we just didn't know about? And how did he deal with that? Um, he is so proud of me that he he's probably my best publicist. He, um, he recognizes all the work that has gone into the books and the the sacrifices of not going out and, and staying home and putting my head down into, into the book and, and getting it done. Um, and he recognizes the work that's behind it. And uh, he enjoys the questions from people. He loves going out and people asking him about the book. And, and um, you know, I've written in the disclaimer in both books that they're fiction and they're not based on my life or my husband's life. And, and it's funny how... Even having written that, um, it still um, keeps people curious and they want to know, well, is it really fiction? And I'll say it's fiction. Uh, My husband and I are not part of the lifestyle. Um, Some people feel like, well, how can you write a book if you're not part of the lifestyle? How could you know? And, um, you know, my answer is I always go back to this, you know, uh, answer that, you know, Stephen King didn't have to kill a bunch of people to write about murder. And I don't have to be a swinger to know what it's like to have sex with multiple partners. Um, and it's also you know, called Jason. research. You can interview people it's, and find out what makes them tick. Right. That's what that's what I do here. You know, I, right. I talk about a lot of different things on this show. And some of it I've educated myself through. Some of it I learned through my coaching. Others I learn through my clients And when I host these retreats and we have so many different things that come at us that then I have to go back and learn more about. And we're going to keep talking about this topic right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl coming right up. Stay with us. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. So we are back talking with Lauren Wise, the author of Swap Club and Swap Club Year 2 with Swap Year 3 in the works. Lauren, I want to continue this conversation on Pillow Talk with Cheryl right now. Now, we were talking earlier about, well, a lot of different things. So whatever you missed, you should go back and listen to the first part of the show. But we were talking about your husband and the reaction because we were also talking about men and how they're reacting to this book that is done in the first person by a woman, Val, right? And um, you were saying that your husband was proud of you. Now, I'm going to ask you this question because you are a beautiful very sexy woman, Thank you. <laughs> um, wife, author, and mother. Mm-hmm. So I know for myself, when I remember when I started my first show, uh, Solo in the City, um, my eldest son wasn't too thrilled about the whole concept of me talking about being solo and dating, and, and especially when I'm out there and sometimes talking about swap club or sex and being very graphic about it at times. How do your kids react to their mom being the person who wrote swap club and what they might get from their friends or parents? Right. Um, so this is like a, like a three tier answer. So I'll start with the most tier one. important <laughs> really um, I have parents who are still alive and uh, my my first anxiety was um, having them read it before it was on bookshelves. Um, I wanted them to have a, a first look at what I was putting out. And, um, and when I saw that they were really proud of me and uh, my dad called me and I forget what word it was. There was a word in the book and he's like, I didn't even know you knew that word. (laughs) (laughs) Surprise, daddy. (laughs) I had the support from my parents who have been on this journey with me since I'm 14 years old. I've always loved to write. 
I've, um, I've always, I used to write episodes of Dawson's Creek and mail them into Kevin Williamson, who was the creator at the time and, and sit and watch Dawson's Creek thinking that my episode was going to air and that's not how it worked. But, um, I always tell that story. I still have my, my box of writing, um, from when I was a kid in my storage, um, downstairs still to this day and I'm 42. Um, so when I saw my parents were proud of me, I knew that the next thing I had to tackle was having the conversation with my kids, which, which is, um, I don't know what to tell them. And so I, I was like, you know, I have to go speak to someone. So I did speak to a therapist, my therapist. And I said, what do I tell my kids? And she said, it's like such an really simple answer. There are movies in theaters. There's television shows on TV that are not appropriate for kids. They're for adults. And just like, I'm not going to sit you in front of a horror movie and, uh, or a, any kind of movie that I don't think is appropriate for your age. My book is for adults also. And just like there's movies for adults, there are books for adults. And when you're an adult, I will give you, I will hand, you know, give you my copy for you to safe keep and you can make your judgment about it when you're of age. But until then, you're a kid, and it's not for you. And when I left her office, I was like, I was thinking, I was overthinking it, you know, because I'm, I was worried about the judgment, about my parents and the judgment of my kids. But um, it's my work. And um, it's, you know, each book is almost 300 pages of, of my writing that it's not easy. It's not an easy industry. Um, it's it's. A, it's a grind, and um, I'm going to keep my chin up and and not not fall on any swords of other people's judgment, and just keep my head up and say I published the book and I published a second one, and people are reading it and people are liking it, and people are talking about it. And um, for the people that didn't like it, they oh, read well. it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't read yeah. the third one. You know, Me in my dust. It's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, but it's funny because I got so caught up on this one Amazon customer that ripped me apart, read the first one, hated it so much that they went out and bought the second one, hated that one so much that they wrote like a essay on Amazon of how horrible this book was. And I was like, I was, it ripped me apart, Cheryl. I was like, I was Mm. devastated. And uh, my husband said to me, he's like, it's so weird how there could be 30 amazing comments on Amazon praising you. And you're just like, oh, that's great. And then you get that one person that says the one mean thing that obviously, you know, gets to, how you let that one person get to you. I don't know. It's a learning process. But. Well, I think, I, you know, that, that's a lesson in, in, in ego, and and where yeah. and where that stems from and and the fact is that we all have it i remember when i received i i have an 800 number and by the way if anybody needs to reach out to me 844-744-SOLO that's my 24-7 love line and i get back to you within 24 hours and i remember having it and i would always put it out there on my radio show and it was amazing because it was always people that were reaching out, needed something. And then the one time I listen and it's this hate, me- hate message telling me that I'm like the worst thing on air. And, but in the meantime, they're sending me these messages every week. And the weirdest part is they're sending it to me 
Now, and here's the thing is like this person's buying your book and they're sending it all this out. So you have to wonder who they are and where it's coming from because we even right. traced it and realized that it was coming even before my show was on. Like it was coming out before I even opened my mouth on air. Right. So right. sometimes it's not about us or what we're doing. It's about the other person and what they're right. not doing. Right. Where, where the energy is right. coming from. But it is a reaction. And, and that's what's going to, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're famous and you, you have people following you. Well, not everybody's going to like it, right? But in the meantime, they still bought two books. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I, I, w- I was so upset about it that I reached out to this uh, blogger who um, people either love her or they hate her. It's so funny. She handles it so well. And I texted her on Instagram and I said, I said, I reported it, by the way, and Amazon took it down. I just want to let you know because they recognized it as not a book review as just an attack on Lauren Wise. Right. But... Um, she said to me, I don't know who the rapper is, but it doesn't matter. She goes, you ain't popping if you ain't got haters. That's and right. I was like, she's like, every time someone says something bad about you and you know in your heart that you're waking up and going to bed every night doing right by your kids and your family and, and your community, that it's just, it's that person that's unhappy. It's a reflection it. on them. So there's a lesson for everybody listening, okay? When somebody is a hater, there's something in their life that they're hating and they're just reacting on you. Now, there might be times where they don't appreciate something that you're doing, but that's on them. It's not on us. And uh, I remember exactly what you're saying when I went into my boss and I went, I got a hate message. (laughs) And then a few emails um, and he looked at me and he said, You've made it. <laughs> now you know. Right. Now you know. You have right. a voice. <laughs> yeah. Currently, I need thicker skin because I think if it happened again today, I would still be like, oh, my God, what did I do? Uh, yeah, and the next know, time it'll learning. be less and less and less. So let me ask you another question about the writing of this book. So, um, and, and you can choose not to answer this, but mm-hmm. this is Pillow Talk with Cheryl, so we get real intimate here. So as you're writing this book, and, you know, I guess you, you know, you're doing a certain amount of research into, you know, even different types of sex and different ways in which people communicate sexually and being more adventurous, did it cause you to start embodying some of that and become more adventurous and want to test out different things with your significant other? Right. Um, right. <laughs> are you going to take the fifth? <laughs> so I'll tell you this. I, I did do a lot of research and not just by not saying that I, um, I read a lot. I did, but I also wanted to go meet people that do live the lifestyle so um, there are a lot of parties that um, happen in Montreal. There is a swingers club here in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not, it wasn't hard for me to go out and meet other swingers and sit and talk to them. I think the language barrier was my biggest issue because um, I'm Anglophone and, and most of the people I was meeting were Francophone. Um, but I, you know, I did my best in French and, you know, I told them that I'm an author and I'm writing a book. And, um, you know, they did teach me a lot about the swinging lifestyle and what, that really what it comes down to is trust. Um, and here, the, the other part of the, the, your, the answer to your question is, is that um, I am divorced and, and uh, my, 
my present, I call him my husband because for all intents and purposes, he's my husband. Um, there is a love that we have that I've never had before with any other person. So the love that I share with him really does um, affect me on a, on a higher level when we are intimate. Um, and I don't, I, you know, it, so I, that's I don't want to take anything you. away from I think so. Yeah. And not to take anything away from my, my ex-husband and we share a daughter together and, and uh, she's the biggest blessing of my life. And if it weren't for him, you know, I wouldn't have her. Um, but if we're talking about the pure, um, pure sex and intimacy, I think it depends on your, how you feel about the partner you're with. And, and communication. Um, yeah. Yes, the communication. And speaking of communication, on every show, we do do a little labor of love technique. So that's something I want to share with you right now. And it, it's about communication. So I call this the A-E-I-O-U's of connecting. So just think about this, write it down, and um, you can call me, we can discuss it, discuss it on Facebook. So A, so A is your appearance and your attitude when you meet somebody. And if you're getting involved in a swap club, you're going to want to check out your appearance. E is engagement and eye contact, goes through any aspect of your life. I is showing you're interested and in being inquisitive about the other person. O is always being on time and being very open. And then the U, well, it's all about you, showing people who you are. So think about that. The A-E-I-S-O-U of connecting with people. And again, that can be in business, personal, or the Swap Club, because that's what we're talking about today here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And we're going to keep on talking right after the break. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. 
Hi, everybody. Cheryl, your relationship coach and the host of Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And we've been talking with Lauren Wise today, who is the author of Swap Club and Swap Club Year Two. And about to be Year Three is coming out. Lauren, let's continue on with this conversation. Now, um, I every week put out questions on Facebook, and you all get to be part of what we do here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl because this is a communication about the conversations that we want to have and sometimes secretly have with our friends, and we're just bringing it to the forefront. And this week, the question that I put out on social media was about swapping, and I just asked how you felt about it. So, Lauren, I thought I would share with you a couple of the answers. Um, Mark came out with something kind of cute, and we had, a, we had, by the way, a lot of participation in this. So, anybody who wants to go back, go to Facebook, go to my my Facebook page, either Pillow Talk with Cheryl or on Cheryl Besner, and uh, look up the question, and you'll see all the communications that we had. Mark said, as long as you, do, you don't swap with a couple where the male is hung more than twice your size, that never ends well for anyone in the group. <laughs> so he was being kind of cute. I agree um, with you, Mark. Yeah, I think most people, well, you also go by, you know, knowing how to use it, right? Size is not everything. Um, and that's not just a myth. Um, now, a lot of people wrote that it wasn't for them. Like, that seemed to be a common thing. No, it's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody else wrote, so hard to find and maintain a healthy relationship. I wouldn't ever consider it as an adult. No judgment. Bless the people that are good with it. But I think it layers complexity. In its defense, I would say that it does stimulate conversation at least, but not for me. Jerry said, Not very healthy practice sounds like very low on the morality scale, but if parties involved all agree under our system, it is perfectly legal to recreate among each other. And I basically said we shouldn't have judgment because that was kind of written with a lot of judgment, uh, Jerry. So, um, but I love your opinion, Jerry. Uh, Miriam said to each his or her own, but not for me. No, thank you. George said live and let live, but not for me. And that seemed to be the general consensus across the board. Um, One gentleman, though, from Vancouver wrote in, uh, his name is Peter Samarco, and I invite everybody to go to Facebook and see what he said, because he was very spiritually connected to it, as well as very um, mindful of it. And he had a lot to say on this subject. So please go and check it out. So where do you think most people sit on this Listen, I wrote the book and I, and I don't do it. Um, it doesn't mean I don't get it. I, I do get it. I get why people do it. And the more you talk to people who do it, you totally, um, you kind of, you get it a little bit more. Um, these the people that do swing have their life in compartments. My marriage is here. My family is here. My work is here. And my sex life is here in a completely separate compartment than any other part of their life. Uh, And they're able to keep it there. Um, Emotions um, are completely separate from the sex that they have with their spouses. And they have a capacity to do that. Now, I don't. I, I know that I couldn't see my spouse with someone else and then wake up the next morning and feel, okay, that was cool. It's, it's not my personality. Um, it's not to say that, who knows, maybe it would be a good thing for us to 
you know, experience other people and, and then come back to each other. Maybe it would make us miss each other more. I don't know. Well, but, we, um, so I think it's important to define also the differences here for, for any of you listening who aren't sure. So swapping just to regroup it, uh, swapping is, is usually done where you are together but apart. So you leave with somebody else's partner. So you're actually swapping. I go with your person, you go with my person, and you leave and you go into different, which is also different and could be the same as, you know, the swing couple. And, and they will often change partners, but they often have, well, first, first of all, there's regulations and boundaries that every couple puts on this type of lifestyle. I'm sure Lauren when knows all about this. But there's also those who enter it and they do it together, meaning that they're not leaving the room of the other person. So your right. partner is that they're doing it with somebody else. And then there's polyamorous type relationships, which is right. also a whole other set where it's, it's what they, they call a committed relationship. There's even a TV show about this right now on, on right. I think it's on Bravo, right? Um, I think so. It's a polyamorous town, actually. Reality show. It's right? a reality show. But you yeah. see that they're not all working. And, and that's, I think, the underlying criteria that a lot of people are fearful for, where the sex might get intensified, the sex might get better, but what ultimately happens in the long run to mm -hmm. the, the core relationship and does it get jeopardized? And I think that's what holds a lot of people back. And you were mentioning you wouldn't want to see your partner with somebody else, but that's an open relationship. And open means you get to go do what you want and they get to go do what they want. And some people tell each other about it, some people don't. So yeah. just wanted to clarify that for everybody. Yeah. And I think also the, um, going back to your comments about the show about polyamory um, and sometimes it doesn't work. Um, I think if both sides of the couple aren't 100% into it and one has been convinced to do this or loves their spouse and, and wants to do this for them, it's not going to work. Yeah, and that's what, what I, we talked I, about at the beginning of yeah. the show here today with yeah. the question that yeah. was asked by one right. of from the people I've spoken to. And I look at the wife and I'm like, do you really want to be doing this? Like, do you really want? And they're like, yeah, I, I'm, I, work a, I work 50 hours a week. I have four kids. I, if once a month I can come to this party and have a great night and, and this is my outlet. This, this is what I want to do. Some people like to go for a nice dinner. Some people like to go see a movie. Some people like to go eat lobster, whatever. And some people I, like I to swap. Like <laughs> some people like, exactly. So, yeah. So, Lauren, thank you so much for sharing um, your mindset, your creativity, your book, your experience, your knowledge with us. And people can buy this book on Amazon, correct? Amazon, Indigo, Barnes & Noble, Kindle, Kobo, anywhere you could buy a book, it's available. And I strongly suggest you get a copy of each one of them that are out right now because they really are fun to read they are fun to read your humor comes out so thank you so much for joining us lauren oh, i'm so happy you asked me to be on your show cheryl thank you so much thank you thank and you. we'll speak thank to you God. soon okay, and now great. and now we continue on with 
Pillow Talk with Cheryl, but it's our intimate moment to have together. And, and it's the time of the week where I like to share with you something that I've thought about and written about. And I'm going to read it to you, as I always do. But remember, you can go back to my Facebook and my website, and you can find these words and these blogs every week for you. And then I invite you to listen to the elongated versions of them, where it becomes kind of like a meditation for yourself and let it take you away. And I hope from week to week, you think about the things that I share with you here and uh, see if it resonates with you. So today's um, little intimate words of pillow talk that I'm going to share with you is called Destination Unknown. So take a second, settle yourself in, get nice and comfy with yourself, with your significant other if you want. But remember, this moment is about you and about you thinking only about you. Destination unknown. Each day brings a new adventure, a journey we call life. A one-way ticket is in our hand and there's no looking back. Our suitcases are filled with freshly cleaned, neatly folded clothes. With a joyous excitement, we board the plane, buckle up our seatbelts, ready for takeoff. The engine of life revs and our plane is ready to take flight right on schedule. The expectation is for clear skies and smooth travels. Life can have its storms, sometimes out of nowhere. Lightning and thunder jar us into an awakening, and our greatest fear is of a crash landing. The vacation we plan becomes a journey of survival, and we see the earth coming up to great to greet us, and we know we have to brace ourselves for what might come. We are in a deserted island, and we must learn how to survive on our own, our clean clothes now scattered. We pick ourselves up and we find our way. We make sure that we have roof over our head and food. And then we think about our journey home. We know that our voyage is not over. Everything that has happened will bring us to a tomorrow, a tomorrow of better understanding. It might be a dark sky today. Tomorrow can be clearer, brighter. We will be saved because we can save ourselves. And we gather the leaves and we gather the branches and we make our way. And we start building that boat back out, back to an island, back to where life exists again. A new day comes up. That ticket, it's in our hand again. Where's our next destination? We don't know. The fact is, though, the destination, it's our paradise. It's our end. It's our journey. We don't know how we're going to get there. And there might be some crash landings along the way. But if we are strong and resourceful, we will always find our way back to our civilization, to ourselves, to us. We are our paradise. So I hope that resonates with you. And uh, I have to tell you, years ago, I wrote a piece called The Fear of Flying Solo. And it was about my solo crash um, after a divorce and thinking I had a one-way ticket to happily ever after and realizing I didn't. 
So I'm going to share that with you on my website, CherylBesner.com. Don't forget, even as we leave this week, we are always here for you. You can reach me on my website, on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram. And this week, as always, I invite you to remember to keep it simple and stimulating because we all know it's all about the kiss. That's Pillow Talk with Cheryl, and I'll see you next week. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to the sexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. 
Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.